Hello, 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 and welcome back to Break Up Already. I'm your host, Carolyn Buckner. And I'm your other host, Grant Buckner. Today, we are going to do a movie review. Um, Take it back to episode one, where we mentioned Josh Josh Duhamel and the best movie he's ever been in. Cult classic. (laughs) Called When in Rome. When in Rome. So I want to clarify to listeners and have a conversation because this is a movie that I recommended. I think I said on the podcast and to you that I have watched it multiple times. And so I want to give our listeners the background of how I watch movies. She's justifying herself because this is not a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I like to watch movies while I'm doing something else. So Also, she's using the term movie very loosely. <laughs> Especially before Grant and I got married, I would get home from work. Most of the time, I was like knitting or painting, and I would have a movie on. And so for me, oftentimes what I look for in a movie or a show is the ability to follow the plot line without giving it my full attention. And when there is no real plot, you don't have to pay actually any attention at all. And also, of course, we're doing this because it is a romantic comedy, and so we were thinking about doing some of these intermittently uh, because, hey, some things are worth a watch for a date night. And I would classify this under, you have to watch this with another person. (laughs) Um, Or... While sure. you're doing the dishes. Even then, like, if you're just folding laundry or something, I, I would just put on something better. I don't know. But um, if you're watching it with somebody, you can make fun of it. And that's the only reason to watch okay. this kind of movie. So, well, Grant enjoyed himself thoroughly. I did. Um, it was, even though I occasionally was bored. Yeah. So, this is the first time I've ever watched this movie and actually just, like, sat and watched it and i'm super notorious for being on my phone during the entirety (laughs) of shows that i even am like really interested and want to watch like i just cannot give shows and movies my full attention but because i knew we were going to be talking about it i actually sat and i wasn't on my phone and was taking notes about things i wanted to remember to talk about and Man, was there just a lot of empty space in this movie? There really was. Um, I I'm like trying to figure out like how did I watch this movie so many times? Like, there's how many times did you watch it? That was probably my fourth time watching it yesterday. Just yesterday, <laughs> you watched it four times. Let's get into it. The movie opens. They shock you at the beginning with a very sudden and very loud Jason Mraz song, (laughs) which is extra funny because in my head, I'm like, what happened to Jason Mraz? I was like, I haven't heard his songs in a movie since Curious George. And then I was like, oh, wait, that was Jack Johnson. (laughs) So I'm like, actually, I have no idea the last time I heard a Jason Mraz song. That's so funny. Is Jack Johnson just Jason Mraz without a fedora? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But I love Jason Mraz, and I'm not a fan of Jack Johnson. I wouldn't call myself a fan of either. Well, my favorite part is it went from Jason Mraz straight into Starstruck (laughs) by 303. (laughs) And I was like, I feel like I'm 14 Mm, Was it straight into it, or was there some 
like generic Italian uh, music between the two that bridged the two doesn't make it better. Makes it maybe worse. <laughs> I think it was still Jason. Was Danny Rod. DeVito narrating at the beginning? Was there a narrator? Wasn't at the there beginning? just like a little bit of narration? No. Am I no? Okay. If anyone should have been narrating, it would have been Danny DeVito. You know this movie. You know. Great you know what I'm thinking of? Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> He is in this movie. I'm not being completely insane. Um, so, what is funny to me is that the movie starts with she's like a art curator at the Guggenheim, and she's super young, and her boss is. For those uncultured, the Guggenheim is an art museum. <laughs> and she, her sister shows up and is like, "I'm getting engaged. I met this guy in first class two weeks ago, and we're getting married in Italy in two days." And you know, the classic situation. It's just that classic relatable situation. <laughs> she This actually speaks to Kristen one of my biggest Bell, pet peeves in um, these movies is no one's ever financially struggling unless it's their personality. Yeah. Like unless it unless it is like pivotal to the plot there's no there's never just like normal people everyone's like very well off yeah because if they're not like none of the situations that happen could happen yeah and so they're just like well everyone has to yeah, be rich or else this would all like, be nonsense i'm getting married in italy in two days i'd be, I'd like, be like congratulations i won't be there yeah <laughs> <laughs> for so many reasons yeah. to get a last minute flight to italy a last minute babysitter a last minute flight to italy yeah last minute dress for a wedding a hotel there. Someone to do your makeup. To be honest, if my sister gave me like six months notice, I'd stuff to be like, can I afford to go to <laughs> Italy? So crazy. <laughs> I'm sure Frontier goes there. Frontier yeah. Airlines. It's, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, I'm not maybe. I no. I don't know. Well, my favorite part is that like they paint her as like a cynic of love because she doesn't think that it's a good idea. For her sister to get married to a guy she's known for two weeks. Well, she literally said the line, and I quote, I'm in a relationship with my job. <laughs> because apparently this was just a high-budget lifetime film. <laughs> and that is like, again, that was just her personality. That was her whole And then Josh Jamel teaches her the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was spring yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i know if you told me this if you had told me this was a lifetime movie i'd be like this is star-studded but yeah i could see that <laughs> <laughs> i think one thing i liked about this movie so she goes to she's under a lot of pressure at work but she goes to italy for her sister's wedding and wow did they pull out an amazing wedding for putting it together in two days i'm sure you know the people who book that church are very used to oh the americans that are putting a wedding together in two days classic like you know yeah. we have all of, her, we have all the things put together for her husband was already. italian i mean i'm joking again because that's not a thing people oh. do <laughs> <laughs> you need to you know those classic americans where they have a two day yeah. last minute wedding yeah. schedule yeah i don't know why i can't read your i don't jokes. know either <laughs> um it's almost like you're a different person entirely um who are you and what did you do with my wife? <laughs> Those are the kind of lines you could expect while watching When in Rome. Ex example, um, she was going off about her terrible ex-boyfriend 
And I immediately was like, she's going to say, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> she said it immediately after I, I said that. And she had this hilarious piece of quote-unquote spinach in her teeth. It just, it was like a large, I'm not exaggerating, it was like a large piece of green construction paper yeah. that they just like put in her mouth. And I'm just like, is this a parody? of a romantic comedy or like is it just a romantic comedy and i'm still on the fence about it um also you need to know for context like going forward this movie came out in 2010 yeah it is very very obvious we made a guess from the beginning to the end solely based on the her bump bangs clipped back (laughs) but just like she still had them on the side but then the i was he was like how when do you think this was and i was like 2010, and that's I when it came out. I think I said 2009. It I, filmed yeah. 2009 yeah. and came out January I also guessed 2009, mostly because of the 303, and the clothes back then were not awful. They're just not good. Yeah, they're just normal. They're just, well, no. There's, like, a lot of bootcut jeans and... I don't think it worked fine. Ugly hair. Speaking of her hair. We'll get there. Yeah, there's um, a lot of looks... So then Josh Dumel, so it's Kristen Bell's the main character. Josh Dumel shows up at the wedding. He's the best man. They hit it off. And I think I'm just trying to justify to everyone involved why I've seen this movie so many times. And I think what I like about this movie is mostly Josh Dumel during movies made in this era plays that jerk goofy bachelor doesn't take life too seriously and he meets like the uptight girl and she hates him but then they fall in love so i think i like this movie one other movie where he does that um we talked about it the The life as we know it with Mm -hmm. Catherine Heigl. is that it yeah oh yeah 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 and so when he shows up to the wedding he seems like he's gonna be that way but he's actually like a nice guy. Nah, he's like really nice. He has genuinely very interested in character development her. in it. Yeah, because none. he's basically just like starts out the movie a good guy and ends the movie a good guy, and yeah. their relationship never actually suffers any kind of interpersonal dilemma. It she just has like internal turmoil. And that's it. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I think I liked seeing him in that character. But to give a, a very brief overview of the storyline goes to Italy for sister's wedding, meets Guy, comes back to America, is pursued by a series of men for magic reasons, (laughs) and then ends up marrying one of them at the end. That is... But also, side plot has to put together an art show, and she does it really terribly. (laughs) (laughs) As a former event coordinator on a much smaller scale she did a terrible job and her awful boss (laughs) (laughs) um so i was saying that everyone's boss in mid-2000 movies was a mean older lady and this was not an exception (laughs) she was just like she was like oh you're going to italy and you're gonna be back in 48 hours let's see if you still have a job and it was just like (laughs) it was just like that frank and then at the end when she quote-unquote pulls off the art show even though it is actively happening when she just shows up (laughs) and i'm just like this was your art show you should have been there 
hours. You should have been. You time. should have been there the day prior. <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah. But anyway, she's just like, "This is the best work you've ever done." I'm so happy, and it's just like, "Who are you? Are you? Are yeah. you her boss's twin sister? Yeah. Did you murder her and take over her her, her life?" <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. I want to see the side plot that was happening here. <laughs> so the wedding is one of the fungiest. <laughs> it's a fungible wedding. It's not an NFT. One of the funniest, cringiest parts of the movie. And just left me with so many questions. So, like, they're in Italy, mm-hmm. but they're in Rome. So, like, you can assume that probably a lot of people speak English. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, when Kristen Bell is giving her um, <laughs> maid of honor maid, yeah. speech... Josh Dumel is the one that gets up and translates for her. Because uh, apparently he thought she was floundering up there and felt responsible for some reason. He was the best man, because of course he was, but... But it was like nobody could, in the audience, could like, and there was like a 500 person Also, the grandma got really mad at her and was yelling at her in English. It's just like literally any of these Italian people that you've been speaking, or like the the preacher, like all... All of them. <laughs> All of them so spoke two reason, languages. So for every reason, he's translating, and he doesn't speak Italian well enough to translate the entire thing. Well, yeah. I did think it was really funny, though. Okay, so firstly, they start out their relationship with him mocking her publicly in front of all these people (laughs) because he just starts saying things like, maybe if we clap loud enough, she'll stop talking, and everyone's laughing and clapping. Because he doesn't know how to translate what she's saying. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So, like, you're starting out on the foot of her looking like an idiot because she doesn't know what you're doing which is ouch but then at the end when she says it looks like my translator is running out of italian so i'm gonna wrap it up and i thought that was pretty funny yeah yeah one of my favorite parts is she says something and he translates it by mistake as something kind of inappropriate um where he she was like he translated it as like (laughs) Oh, she's hoping that, like, you'll share your husband. And that's, like, not what she said. Like, they're going to be sister wives. Yeah. And, like, the groom made this, like, shocked, concerned look. Even though he speaks English and he like, knows fluently, yeah, he knows that's not <laughs> yeah. actually what she he, like, said. He heard what she said. He heard what she said. He heard yeah. the translation, and he was like, "What she wants to share." And I was like, "We just watched you speak English." Um, my favorite part of that church was that the marble looked like prosciutto. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you don't, if you watch this movie for no other reason. Just look at the marble in that church. It's just I'm I'm not sure it wasn't just prosciutto on the what walls, if, but I was like, this is the most Italian thing I've ever seen. What if to like save money, they just they just like went in and like photoshopped like a texture onto it, and they were like, the prosciutto looks pretty good. Yeah, I would definitely pick prosciutto if I needed to find a nice Italian looking marble. <laughs> also, but yeah, her bump it in Rome. I'm like. This is the height of fashion, and this is, like, one of the fashion capitals, so you have to look your best. (laughs) Speaking of her hair, she wears her hair down and her hair up throughout the movie, but why was her hair always down and nicely curled when she's, like, running, like, in the airport and in the taxi and, like, running to the wedding, and then whenever she goes to events, her hair is up in a ponytail? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe there's something... Like, about that maybe maybe it was like a a conscious choice on the like costume designers and were like hair and makeups 
I feel like they felt and, like an updo looks fancier and her hair down looks more casual, except they didn't Which I agree, do but the updo's updo. just a ponytail. Yeah. yeah. Like, her hair looked cute at the wedding, but then it was a ponytail. Yeah. It's just a straight ponytail. <laughs> it wasn't even, like, curly. No. And it just, she just had, like, an alligator clip in it. I literally, I <laughs> I'm, literally. I'm just kidding. No, she didn't. I literally <laughs> Why aren't down. you laughing at my jokes? <laughs> What did you write down? Oh, I literally wrote ponytail at wedding question mark. I wrote down Liberty Mutual commercials are cringe. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many and they were so awful. Yeah. I just am not used to seeing commercials. Anymore. I know. We were watching it on Freebie. Freebie? Yeah, yeah, it's some Amazon Prime subsidiary. Oh, but <laughs> so when they're like first talking for real, uh, Josh Duhamel and Kristen Bell's characters, I genuinely like the line where she said, where did you learn to speak Italian so poorly? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, I don't know, her delivery is just really good. They're both good actors. Yeah. This is just a trash movie. Um, but then she like told her sister earlier, she's like, two weeks isn't even long enough to run a credit check. And he made like the same comment to her, and she was just immediately in love. And yeah. I was just like, this is, like, the movie should just end here, because these people would immediately get engaged and get married. Yeah. Sooner than this Italian yeah, man and this week. woman that looks nothing like her, who's also her sister. My reverse, he said, that's not even long enough to get a credit check. And she was going to say, that's what I said, which would be a normal thing to say. And she goes, that's, and he goes, what? And she goes, never mind. It's nothing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, what you're going to say was like really normal. It wasn't even flirty. But then she made it flirty. My favorite part of his like opening up to her mm-hmm. was his his talking about his past playing collegiate football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like everyone knows who he is, but he literally just played college football. Yeah. Like, okay, bro, you're he not got, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I know he got struck by lightning. But they call during... him the hit. Yeah. Even though you don't say someone got hit by lightning, you say somebody got struck by yeah. lightning. They should call him the strike if nothing else. So, but they call him the hit so that she can say, "Doesn't everybody get hit in football?" <laughs> That's the only reason they call him the hit. Yeah. So. So he gets struck by lightning on the field, and it's like a video of it. And this is what I was confused about. Someone in Rome Mm -hmm. recognizes him in Rome as the hit. And so it's like, someone in Rome is going to recognize someone from American collegiate football? So I, I immediately was taken aback by that, but then realized... Oh, that's just one of the groom's like cousins or brothers or whatever who he's because that's yeah. his best friend. Because I was just like, how are these? Yeah, like, no. There weren't really viral. Were there viral videos in 2010? Uh, not well. Yeah, but not of. I was like, are these getting not emailed? That kind of it was definitely. <laughs> it was definitely. These videos getting emailed around. That was definitely because he was with his best friend's family. Okay. That's the reason i took it as such um i don't think he gets recognized again out in the wild i don't think so yeah so i that's that's the only time and i was like that's because he's with people he knows yeah so a little more background because we're going to move to the second part of the movie which is 
at the end of the wedding, Kristen Bell is drunk and standing in the... Sorry, and saddened because she saw Josh Duhamel kiss another woman. Yeah, but she kissed him. It was really the situation that ended up being. Apparently, his best friend's Randy cousin. (laughs) You know how Italian women are. Yeah, an offensive stereotype from 2010. (laughs) So she's standing drunk in this fountain that people throw coins in and make wishes of love. Soaking her feet because she was wearing heels in this pigeon poop infested water. Yeah. <laughs> so she takes these coins and basically... As anyone would. Negs them. <laughs> says, you were here because somebody wished for love and it's nonsense. And she like picks up yeah. five of them. And so for whatever reason, she's like, and I'm gonna keep you, and I'm gonna keep you. And she, she takes... Uh, I guess five of them, um, except one of them's a poker chip. And basically, whoever's coins that she took out of the field, out of the field, fountain, <laughs> the fountain. Still thinking um, about football. <laughs> um, Once Carrie starts thinking about football, she can't. <laughs> it makes them fall in, in love. love with her and be obsessed with her. Um, so she goes back to America after the wedding. And all these guys follow her. There's a magician and Dax Shepard, who Kristen Bell is engaged to at the time, is playing a model. model. There's Danny DeVito. He's playing a man who owns a sausage company. Yeah, like a sausage empire, though. He's wealthy. And a magician? Did you say the magician? And then... Played by... John Heater. Yeah. But, uh, who's Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, and then... Um, oh, so we didn't men- mention the artist is... We hadn't mentioned artist yet. Oh, I thought you did. No, no, no. Artist is... What's his name? Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Who's the first one you said? I said the magician, and then... Oh, you did say the magician. Yeah. Oh, okay. I... <laughs> you know what? Because he plays a magician in... Um, Arrested Development. Oh. <laughs> I, in, in my head, you were talking about Will yeah. Arnett. It's... Okay, so a complaint about this movie is I don't think I knew any of those actors particularly well the first time, the first three times I watched that movie. Um, those are all, like... Decently funny guys, and they were their moments not funny. were not well. Okay, <laughs> their their moments were not funny at all. Except, and I was shocked that they were all John Heater. Yeah, I can't. I he was the absolute highlight of the movie for me. <laughs> he was, and it wasn't even like. His performance was hilarious. They just wrote him hilarious yeah. bits. Yeah. Like the first time he, he meets her, he steals her watch three times. <laughs> he like takes her watch and he's like, he's like, oh, could you give me the time? And she's like, can't find her watch. And he's like holding it. She goes, oh, I didn't realize. Like whatever. And then he does it two more times. <laughs> and she's just like, I need, I need to go. Give me my watch. Yeah. And then. He, like, pulls his heart out, and it looks real. Yeah. They modeled his character after Chris Angel, and he looks exactly the same, and he's doing all the same kind of, like, cringy stuff. And he pulls out his heart and drops yeah. on the ground, and this, like, 
this little boy with long hair picks it up. Just obviously this little a little boy, and he goes, "Little girl, get my heart back." <laughs> I don't know why that sent me so hard, but then yeah. later they're in uh, one of those uh, blackout restaurants where you you cannot see. <laughs> and he steals everything, and he's wearing the entire restaurant's watches on. <laughs> arm and he goes does anybody have the time and like there's just chaos happening everywhere and suddenly they're on him with his arm full of watches and i lost it that was so funny also, it's like a pitch black restaurant so it's not like anyone can see that he's stolen no watch. yeah that's he's he's, he he's doing magic for the leaves. sake of nobody he's doing it for himself yeah but yeah it's like he's literally just stealing people's watches at that point yeah. because they don't know you took them and they don't know that there's a reveal happening yeah. the, so one crazy thing is she's back in new york city is that where she is yeah of um, course it is it's a romantic comedy name one <laughs> name one off the top of your head that is not in new york city and you can't say the proposal because it starts and ends in new york city yeah even though the majority of it is in Alaska. I literally can't think of another rom-com. While you were sleeping. Also in New York City. <laughs> that's, just, that's just my favorite romantic comedy. What's that? Win a Date with Todd Hamilton? The other Josh Duhamel movie? Are they in New York? Tad, at a, Tad Hamilton? I don't know. I haven't seen that one. Oh. I know they're in the country at some point. Anyway, it's besides the point. Every romantic comedy is in New York. So she has all these encounters with these guys in New York City. And... It always is, like, she meets the artist, and he's literally, like, chasing her. She's on a jog, yelling to show see, me your show me your feet. <laughs> and he's, like, actually chasing her, and she's running away from him. She's booking it, too. Yeah. She was on a jog. She's not, so, she, she's not, like, you know, wearing business casual, hoofing yeah. it through Central Park. But she's, like, running. Yeah. And he falls down chasing her, and she stops and turns around and asks, and, like, gets down on the ground and asks yeah. if he's okay. And I was like, weren't you just running away from him? Here's the thing. Because magic is in this movie, you can just chalk it up to, like, she just magically knew that he was a safe person. Also, he was asking to see her feet specifically because he had, like, a vision of her, and so he, like, painted her, drew her, whatever, but he he didn't see her feet yeah. in the vision. And so it was, like, the only part of her that he needed to still see so that he could draw her. Yeah. But then, like, she stays and she hears him out the whole time as he's saying, like, I'm in love with you. I need to see your feet. And she just, like, sits and listens and kind of, like, argues with him. And I was like, girl, you should have just kept running. Yeah. That was your that was your time to actually get away, as opposed yeah. to the rest of the time where he was on your heels. And it's like, oh, he finally stumbled. I should probably stop. Yeah. You know what that tells me? You just want attention. Yeah. <laughs> or that you have never actually lived in a city before. Or you don't value your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or, yeah, they're not even... Well, they weren't in New York. But, um, also, um, shortly after this, there's a shot of Josh Jumel where he walks like he pees his pants <laughs> oh yeah but it's not intentional no it's not it's played for comedy he's just walking i assume like he does in real life sometimes josh Jamel, if you can hear this we're sorry i'm not naming but... this one sorry josh <laughs> too. 
But you walk like you peed your pants. Not all the time. There was a scene where you looked like you peed your pants. And I'm going to stop talking as if we're talking directly to Josh (laughs) Dumas. Um... So, yeah, among the guys, like we said, there was an artist, there was the magician, and then there was the Sausage King, who I know you're going to make fun of me for this, but as someone who has worked in the grocery industry before, it was ludicrous. <laughs> she He hands her a Tiffany's bag, and she's, like, taken aback, because she's like, obviously, this is super expensive, and he says, oh, it's not, it's not Tiffany's. Yeah. So she opens it, and it is a container of sausage that needs to be refrigerated. It's raw sausage. It's not like a packaged summer sausage that you would slice and put on a charcuterie (laughs) board. It is like, you need to grill this, and it needs to reach a certain temperature to be edible. And he just had it in like a normal gift Yeah, And I'm like, this man owns the sausage company. Like, why couldn't you... There was another time in the movie where they had just, like, the raw sausage Did the prop department just not... Did they just not care? Was it part of the joke? If it is, what's the joke? This guy is the sausage king but doesn't know anything about sausage? Is it because they're so in love with her that they're not thinking straight? I know that there was a lot of that. It just seemed like... No. It seemed like not the joke. I don't think it was the joke. It's, but like, and and whatever. I, yeah, I worked for a grocery company, but at the same time, it's like everyone in the world understands what sausage is. Later in the movie, it needs to be there's cut. like the raw sausage links hanging out of the basket. Out of a gift basket. And Even though there is shelf stable sausage yeah. in the gift basket, I was like, wow, they finally did it. And then I'm just like, wait, those links are just raw yeah. sausage. Sausage Grant is obsessed with sausage perishability. It's important to know. <laughs> Firstly, it's like, you know... It, I'm always trying to leave the sausage on the counter. She just loves putting sausage in the pantry. <laughs> it's her favorite place to keep sausage. Yeah. No, Call it's, in, it's sausage important queen. to know to have refrigerated continuity for your perishables um but in any case my my favorite part of the movie outside of uh john heater stealing everybody's watches um was the consistent outlandish physical comedy (laughs) that had no explanation or reason and at one point i was like okay because there's magic and he was struck by lightning when he was younger like the lightning is going to play into like maybe he had bad luck so what he's talking about is something is going to like change because of this whole fountain situation with his luck and so the, after we learn about the lightning thing, we find we we watch him smack his face on a pole, fall down this giant hole, like in in later scenes. And, like, and so I'm just end like, of the oh, okay, too. so like this is like they're having to an something. emotional conversation. He walks away. And just unrelated, he falls, falls down, down like a cellar. A, yeah, into a <laughs> into somebody's basement. And don't get me wrong, I laughed really hard because it was 
it was like edited really well it was a super tight shot it was was really funny his face sold it really hard like but then i'm just like why do they (laughs) it's like it was completely out of place and it just was always josh dumel it wasn't because at one point it was the only time that it didn't make sense for the character when it was out of nowhere for no reason it was josh dumel which is another reason i was like oh okay he has bad luck and this is going to come into play later guys no it did not (laughs) it didn't come into play later i genuinely think they just threw in some physical comedy because they knew how boring this movie was and it was only 90 minutes and that includes credits and the dance scene at the end (laughs) and when i say dance scene i mean like the movie is done and then the cast comes out and does a dance to some song because that had to happen in the early to mid 2000s in a rom-com but also this one was required to make it a feature-length film do you remember her outfit when they went on the date vaguely it was a black i'm just remembering dress she had like a pencil skirt on and i'm just remembering that era where like business casual was Was date wear going out out (laughs) it was when magazines say you can wear this to work but then also out to the club after they they meant it in the mid-2000s yeah that's what bumpets were for. <laughs> you go to work professional, you throw that bumpet in there, and now you're the club queen. That made, just made me laugh so much. Um, so, super weird. Um, Efren- I have so many comments about her hair and makeup. We'll come back okay. to it. <laughs> Efren Ramirez was in this movie who plays Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite. His name, very uncommon. Efren, E-F-R-E-N. He played a man named Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite, and in this movie, his name is Juan. Objectively fine names. I would say stereotypical Hispanic names, which made me a little upset <laughs> learning that his name is Efren. <laughs> because, like, when have you ever heard that name? And then the two, like, popular yeah. movies he's yeah. in, <laughs> they, they give him the most stereotypical name and made him play the exact same character both times yeah. like they were like give us the same cadence voice hairstyle mustache and both times he was in it he was so obviously like green screened in yeah it, it was, was also just so like so he's weird. obviously just in here because people are like oh because napoleon dynamite yeah which was odd because it was just like this isn't even like john heater's <laughs> movie you know like he's not the love interest it just it was super weird. Like, I've seen John Heater in other things. I've just never... Just, like, as we talk about this and I hear your comments, I'm like, this movie is in shambles. It like, is whoa. so weird. I mean, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if someone, like, needed to make this movie to, like, launder some money or something. <laughs> um, so, another big plot point of this is that the poker chip that she gets from the fountain, she thinks is josh jumel's it is one of his poker but he didn't throw it from his poker set but he didn't throw it into the fountain um someone who's playing poker with dead is actually the priest that marries Um, that married the sisters yeah yeah um and so she thinks that he doesn't actually like her and is not interested in her but that it's the it's the magic and so when she realizes it's his poker chip she kind of was like, I have to go. We can't. 
actually be together. And she calls him and, like, says all this to him. But she doesn't tell him about the magic. And she just is like, I'm just calling to say goodbye. And she says all this, like, emotional stuff that, like, sounded like she was about to kill herself. So he, like, freaks out and, like, runs to where she needs to be. And I'm like, maybe he thought she was about to harm herself. I feel like that's (laughs) what they were trying to imply. She literally said, like, I just wanted to let you know, like, whatever, X, Y, Z, and that, like... I I loved getting to know you and stuff like that. And it's not, she's not, she's, it's obviously not just like a breakup call. It's like yeah. a, something's about to happen. I'm about to like run away to a different country and change my name or I'm about to like end it all. Yeah. And so it was just <laughs> like. her th- thing about to happen was just giving him his poker chip. Which is just like a very to dark suggestion yeah. for this kind of movie. Um, but also my fate, I, <sighs> I hate when movies put in like a huge pivotal plot point that could be that could be resolved with a simple question between main characters. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's not and like I understand like some contrivances are necessary to move along a movie especially one as stupid as this one. But like there's so many ways you could have written it that there was just a reason she couldn't tell him, you know? Like, maybe because he was cursed with bad luck. <laughs> maybe we go back to that. And it's just like, there's all these there's all these reasons that she could have, like, felt compelled not to tell him about the poker chip. But it, it, there wasn't a reason. She yeah. could have told him about it at any time. She, she could have just, just said, did you throw this poker chip in my hand into a fountain in Italy? No end of roll credits (laughs) also she could have just like handed it back to him and say i think this is yours and then if he continued to pursue her it wasn't here's the thing i thought the twist was going to be he did throw it in the fountain but when she hands it back to him his like nothing changed because he really loves her yeah because they started to fall in love before he threw it in the fountain and so I was like, oh, okay, they're just, he's just still going to love her, and it's not going to matter that he threw it in the fountain. And that would have been way cuter than what they actually did. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate, it, it's the same idea. He loved her for her for real. Yeah. But, like, would have been cuter if it was his poker chip. Yeah. But it wasn't. I know. <laughs> the priest <laughs> threw it in, and he felt really horrible for, like, a long time because he has a a vow of abstinence and he literally yells like the temptation is gone after and i was just like oh that's so sad that he struggled with that for such a long time and i mean i think it's completely out of his control no because they they go back for her wedding that's when they go back to italy it's been oh, months. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's been months. You're maybe, right. like, a year. Yeah. I felt awful for him. Also, like, I know it was a joke, but also, oof. Yeah. <laughs> when she gave all the coins back, so she had to give the coins back to break the spell, and she... And the guys immediately... Just- 
fall out of love with her. Yeah. They immediately, like, the magic is gone, and they're like, oh my goodness, I've been crazy, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Instead of just, like, giving them their coins back, she, like, sits them down, and is oh, like... She breaks I've, their hearts before she gives them yeah, their coins back. She's, she's like, like, I, I love Josh Dumel. I don't love y'all. This I'm so sorry. This is a magic spell. And, but, no, she, before she even tells them anything about the magic, she's she just, just like... She just goes, oh, I have something to give you. I need you all to sit down, and I need to tell you I'm in love with this guy before before I make you guys, before I release you from my grip, yeah. I'm going to break your heart. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, why do you need attention so badly, yeah. Kristen Bell? It's very rude. So funny. Um, so she finds the poker chip and she needs to give it back to Josh Dumel. Also a series of to terrible the... CGI lightning yeah. during this whole sequence. Every He's time like running through a lightning storm. Because to... she keeps handing their coins back and every time she does lightning strikes. Yeah. Something. It, it blew But Josh Dumel's like running to the Guggenheim. Blew up a statue's face at one point. Gave him that cryptic call and he doesn't yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah. She's like the villain in this movie, I think. <laughs> She's definitely the antagonist. Yeah. She's not the... Pro- I don't know who the protagonist also, is. Also, Kristen Bell's a great actress, but she was really phoning it in the Yeah, Kara was like, I don't understand. Like, she's a good actress. And I'm like, yeah, a good actress in a crappy movie, and she yeah. knows it. So she's like, I can't. I'm just going to phone yeah. this in. So she she just has to give like, the poker Like, Efren chip. really did. Some, yeah. people, some people were, were literally probably <laughs> taping this on... Uh, not a cell phone because it's 2010, <laughs> but some other type of uh, video recording device and then emailing it to someone. Yeah. <laughs> so Josh like shows up at the Guggenheim just as the poker chip rolls on its edge <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> and that was another thing oh, Grant man. called. He's like, is there going to be a big shot of her running all the way down the spirals in the Guggenheim? Yeah, and it and it did roll yeah. all the way down. Um, and then it rolls up to his feet. It rolls up to his feet, bounces <laughs> off both of his shoes, and Kara says... That's the most still I've ever seen somebody stand. And I'm like, that is because that is a JPEG image you're looking at. It is literally a still image of his legs. And they animated a a coin or whatever bouncing off both of his feet, which yeah. was the most jarring thing. This is so funny. And, like the, and Kara doesn't notice, like editing issues like that so the fact that she noticed (laughs) that he was standing too still means that everyone noticed he was it was fake also when she showed up to her art show and she's in this like beautiful long gown Uh, she shows up to her art show in a tiny italian car yeah that one of the guys was driving with all of them in the car and Let's see how far we come by Matchbox 20's <laughs> Rob Thomas is playing the entire time in, like, what kind of amounts to a car chase scene. Yeah. But no one's chasing anybody. Yeah. And I will say, it's that the was weirdest. the scene where I saw you genuinely laugh, though. What a what about it? Because I'm laughing at the facts that they used a completely, <laughs> a completely irrelevant song to the situation. I don't know what you were laughing at, but you laughed. I don't have anything in my notes. Maybe you just thought <laughs> it, was it was so funny. dumb. Um, I I thought that part was particularly oh, boring. Oh no no no! They made the joke of like this is a mid size. This is uh, yeah, that was funny because they got into this tiny car, and the one Italian guy 
also the irony of all of them being Americans that fall in love yeah. with her and then follow her back to America because that's where they all live. Except for the one Italian guy who ends up, he was putting on an accent the entire time and wasn't <laughs> Italian, even though he has an Italian vehicle from Italy. Yeah. It just it didn't make any sense. It was so stupid. But yeah, he's I think just I like, like, look at this tiny car. And he's like, this is a mid-sized car in Italy. And I was like, that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I... I don't really remember that part of the movie. I think I, like, just... It came on. I thought that part was boring. I focused on my craft. <laughs> and then their random shack cameo. Yeah. At, at the... <laughs> and uh, Lawrence Taylor? Lawrence... T- LT, the there, basketball yeah, player. Yeah, there were a few... Football player? Well, I there don't were, know who he is. So, they were there... Because Josh Dumel worked for, like, a sports magazine. Yeah. And he... He got invited to, like, an ESPN dinner. Yeah, this wasn't at the art show. No. Right. That's where he was when she called him and did that and did the cryptic message, right. But it was... So the reason I thought maybe it was was because the centerpiece of her art show was a photograph of Josh Dumel from the Lightning game in college where this, like professional photographer took the the picture of him like losing his whole collegiate and i guess yeah any chance at a professional career yeah and so he was like i i made him promise he would burn the negative and i have the only copy and so she lost what the centerpiece was supposed to be because she has maybe the worst personal assistant (laughs) that's ever existed because first she lost that and then secondly she stole the coins because she didn't want her to ruin her chances with josh dumel but then she just made it that she couldn't (laughs) give any of the coins back to the guys and i'm just she she knew it was the poker chip she could have just taken the poker yeah no it didn't make any sense again like i allow for some contrivances in romantic comedies or just schlock movies in general but i'm just like you guys took too many you took too many and i think the writer's room was one person (laughs) who didn't run it by anybody else because again this movie had to be about laundering money because there's just no other way it would have gotten made yeah i feel like the the theme of this movie is that everyone is constantly underreacting Mm -hmm. like as corny and over the top it was it only works because she like people are chasing her like she opens up to josh about how like she just is cynical of love and is always waiting for the other shoe to drop but at no point does she tell him that there are men actually physically stalking her right it never comes up yeah because he he doesn't really believe what she's saying yeah but, like, she's not given him any reason to. Yeah. Even though, like, he should believe in magic because surely he's cursed. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. But um, I was laughing really hard because I was looking at my notes and immediately after the poker chip bouncing off of his JPEG feet, yeah. there's a horrible 2000s PowerPoint slide transition to another, <laughs> to another JPEG of italy of the skyline and the and like the reason you can tell is because the cars in the distance are aren't moving like the traffic 
traffic. Traffic's not moving. They're literally just zooming in on a photo. And it's not like a postcard. It's like, this is supposed to be an overhead shot of the city. And I'm just like, you guys are so cheap. You couldn't find (laughs) B-roll of just like on a stock website of someone who had taken some footage of Italy before? It's embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassingly bad. Was this... was this made in Hollywood? I don't know. It's crazy. It's wild. I mean, and it's also, a Disney movie. and then shortly thereafter, she's wearing the ugliest wedding dress <laughs> I've ever seen in a movie. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. If that's I, I true mean, I don't me. know that I've seen a lot of wedding dresses in movies, but that one was. It was. It was just like the most mid two thousands dress I've ever seen. It looked like. Have you seen that meme recently that it was like, if you got married in the mid-2000s, this was your cake? And there were, like, three, like, really colorful and, like, a lot of, like, like flowery designs on them. But they're all, like... Like, oddly shaped. Yeah. There was, like, an artist who maybe did that kind of stuff. Polka dots. Who I just could... Yeah, so many (laughs) polka dots. So many polka dots. And that was just, like quintessentially her dress it was awful but she purple the magician was like oh i was doing tricks and i accidentally gave you the wrong poker chip and so the one you gave him that like then you realized he does love you. he does love you even though the spell is broken um, that wasn't actually the right one. And so she sp- sprints down the aisle away from She, like, him. they're, like, at the end of the aisle. They're doing their vows. The she altar. just hands him back the poker chip and, and says, I'm so and, like, sorry. I'm not kidding. Trucks. <laughs> like a linebacker out of there. And she ends up back in the fountain. And she's obsessed with being in fountains. Yeah. He comes running out and is just, like what in the world well you should have been like what is wrong with you why are you crazy like you just handed me a poker chip and ran away on our wedding day and so she's like it's just that you threw this in here and like blah blah and she doesn't even explain the whole situation she's just saying like you just threw this in here like wishing for love and like i don't i want you to actually love me and he was just like and he did honestly what was the best guy thing is he ignored all of the drama and just said, I didn't throw that in here. He wasn't like, what are you talking about? Like, How long have you been <laughs> sitting on this super weird theory of yours? Do you have a mental illness? <laughs> like, he just, he just was just like, I didn't throw it. I didn't do that. I didn't throw it into that fountain. Is it, did you actually run a credit check? And <laughs> you saw that mine isn't as good as you hoped it would be? Yeah. And she just was like, really? And he was just like, yeah, I never did that. Yeah. And she was like, so this is all real? And he just was like, yes. And honestly, another example of underreacting. Because I am just I was trying to imagine, like, if I had done that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the most embarrassing thing <laughs> someone can do is, like, literally in front of all of your friends and family, is make a huge scene at the altar and then sp- <laughs> down the aisle and then basically just immediately jump into a fountain and you know people would follow her and watch where she went and it's like oh she's now jumped into a fountain his (laughs) his fiance is an actual (laughs) mental case she's going to a she's going to 
an Italian sanitarium <laughs> right now. They're bringing her there. I was, like, on board. Like, she jumps into it. He's like, no, I didn't do that. And then she goes, so this is all real? And he just was like, yeah, it's real. And then kissed her. And I just was like, all of a sudden was on like. On the worst green screen I've ever seen. <laughs> I just imagine me saying to you, so this is all real? And you just losing your Rolling mind. Rolling my eyes and stepping out of the fountain that I no, just stepped just into to like, prove a point. What is wrong with you? Like, of yeah. course I, you would just, I think you would just have lit into me. I, <laughs> I've been so upset. I would have been like, okay, I wasn't going to say anything but your dress hideous. <laughs> now that you've embarrassed me and my entire family, I feel confident telling you that your dress is awful. Um, Grant has this um, issue, this struggle in life is that if someone does something that he cannot understand why they're doing something, their motive or their reasoning. Yeah. Yeah. It like, he cannot get over it. I can't stop thinking about it. Upsetting to him because in my head, my, my brain is broken and it keeps trying to work it out in my head. And so it's like, I'm not consciously thinking about it, but my brain is like, well, maybe they thought this, maybe they were thinking this and I, and it doesn't work because it, (laughs) I can't make sense of it. And so it really frustrates me and I get mad. So I just was like imagining you in Josh Jumel's situation. Mm. And how, like, you would be so flustered mm. trying to logic through. But I do, I I think if you can take any advice from this movie when you're talking to, I was going to say a girl, but I guess it could be anybody, and they're talking complete and utter nonsense drama, just ignore it all and answer the one straight up objective logical question did you throw this in the fountain no i did not like when you accidentally wake up really early and you irrationally in your sleep stupor say you said i could sleep in as long as i wanted to and instead of just saying (laughs) i'm not trying to wake you up you can go back to sleep you say i never said that (laughs) Just to start something? You're I, saying don't do that. Yes, but I would also <laughs> say don't purposely kick your wife in bed. Firstly, I didn't purposely kick you. <laughs> yes, you did. I, like, tried to push your leg away. And again, I was I was more than half asleep. I was, like, 75% asleep. And so I kicked so much harder than I intended <laughs> to. When we first got married, just if I woke you up, you just could not, like... You just are so illogical no in your sleep. Yeah. Until I was like actually fully. Where awake. like you are not that way now, but he definitely. I was not yeah, trying to wake him up. Now I'm dead inside, so it doesn't matter <laughs> when you wake me up. But yeah, I I'm just was trying regardless. to like get my phone, and my foot accidentally touched him, and he said in the poutiest voice, "You told me I could sleep as long as I wanted." And, and again, <laughs> I'm being irrational because I I don't even know what's going on, and instead of her being rational and awake couldn't have just said just go back to sleep i wasn't trying to wake you up she just says i never said that and i'm just like okay now we're fighting and then <laughs> thing in but the I, I did say i i just go i'm just i wasn't trying to wake you up after she's tried picking fight. <laughs> i don't know so anyway her advice the takeaway from this movie is don't don't do that <laughs> don't do don't that. do that thing that she just <laughs> 
I just did. <laughs> just did four five years. years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this was a this was a really bad movie. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I will say though, if you're looking for a fun date night, watching a bad movie together can be a fun thing to do. I feel like you probably should make a, some kind of game of it, but I did also want to say that... Drink. Every time Josh Jumel walks into a wall. <laughs> I noticed. So I've only been to Pittsburgh once. Care has family there. Um, that's the one time I've been. Cousin was graduating from high school. And I noticed that the Heinz ketchup logo shape, if you're not familiar, Google it, um, is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And it was around uh, Kristen Bell's apartment's peephole, like, on her door. And I was like, that's super random, because that's a very specific shape. And so I was like, that's the Heinz logo, so, like, that's weird. And then Care, like, was looking at Wikipedia, and apparently they did film a lot of it in Pittsburgh. It was filmed, like, in a town... Like, right outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah, so that's why that was there. Yeah. But she then followed it up by saying, I've never noticed that shape. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, I went one time, and that shape slapped you in the face, like, every corner of the street. It is the... I don't know. It's just the most normal It was on street signs. It's not. It's, like, a very (laughs) specific shape. Listen, if there's one thing you know about me... She's not observant. Is I'm not observant. She, that's not the one thing. There's a few. She's not observant. She cannot hear you if she doesn't already know that you're trying to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess maybe you could put under not observant. <laughs> Those are the two things I know. I'm not going to do a romantic gesture of the week today because this is a long episode. Um, but hey, thank you for listening. And I hope that you enjoy not watching... Watching when in Rome because we did it for you. You're genuinely welcome. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for leaving a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Those really do help us. Thank you for following us on Instagram at Breakup Already Podcast. Once again, you can contact us by DMing us on Instagram or emailing us at breakupalreadypod at gmail.com. Send in your questions about your own relationship, a potential relationship, your lack of relationships, other people's relationships, um, your weird stepdad Gary. Stories you want to hear about us. We would really... Because we just don't talk enough. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we haven't done that many episodes. Maybe people wanted to get to know us more. And uh, check out our new merch uh, where we have uh, the North Carolina outline. And again, our faces. So we'd love to hear from you guys. But in the meantime, this has been Break Up Already. I've been Grant Buckner. And I've been Carolyn Buckner. And we will see you next week.